0: Biologics and also the chemical, small compound is a material, final product. But the cell therapy, final product, living thing. We can't kill the cell. <laughs> Therefore, we have to have more and more information, more environment information, what kind of cultural information to make it good quality.
1: Hey, smart scientists. Welcome to another episode on the Smart Biotech Scientist Podcast. Have you wondered why QBD based cell manufacturing is necessary and how this could lead to more cost efficient and more robust manufacturing processes? Well, then you're in for a treat today because today I'm having a conversation with Shin Kawamata, who studied physics at the Kyoto University and medicine at the Kobe University in Japan and received a PhD degree then later in pathology. He moved on to develop a human leukemia mouse models at Systemics in Palo Alto, the USA and Stanford University during his postdoctoral period. He became a chief scientist in the Foundation for Biomedical Research and Innovation and the director of the R&D Center for Cell Therapy. In April 2023, he became the CEO of Facto in Kobe, Japan. Stay tuned for an exciting conversation. Are you juggling the complexities of CMC development while trying to enjoy the beauty of biotech? Have you ever wondered if there's a way to simplify bioprocessing? Welcome to the Smart Biotech Scientist Podcast, where we're diving headfirst into the very challenges you we face. We're breaking it down demystifying the jargon and giving you the keys to unlock your full potential. I'm your host, David Broman, and I get it. With 15 plus years in the biotech industry, I face the same challenges you do. There's a way to simplify and streamline so you can remove complexity, you can skip trials and errors, deliver without delay your groundbreaking therapy to clinics at market, and still... Enjoy every single step. Do you want to learn how industry experts and I did it? Grab a cup of coffee and your favorite notebook and pen. Now is the time to take your bioprocessing game to the next level. Let's smarten up biotech. Welcome, Shin. It's great to have you on today.
0: Thank you very much for inviting me to this kind of talk and today. So my name is Shin Kawamata. I'm a MD, I'm a hematologist and a bio- background and CEO of the uh, CytoFactor at the CMO, CDMO for cell engine therapy in Japan. So that is my background in here.
1: Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you on today. And can you share something that most people don't know about you?
0: I am working in the field of this field. We used to work for the FBRI, the public institution, Foundation for the Biomedical Research Innovation in Kobe. Which really supporting for the cell therapy in Japan as some kind of the uh, public sector. And also we are manufacturing Kimlaya of the uh, nobilities as a commercial. We used to be uh, last year, 220 batches were supplied to the hospital. So the, that is the thing, the, because the FBI is a public institution, we have to believe because public institutions do not want to make money. <laughs> but, uh, they also allow me to work in some kind of 50% of total income, but last year, as so the over this year, you know, we exceeded the income. So therefore, it's the planned exit, planned spin-off from public institution and named site of factor. Site means a cell. Factor is a manufacturing. That is a kind of the first, I think in the history, first in a private company, CMO company from public sector in this. I hope it works. <laughs> It is a new business model because we spend, the government the 15 years for the millions of dollars to support a facility for nothing. But I think it is something like outcome of the public investment. I hope we can work as more commercially to penetrate in the industry. That is our mission.
1: Yeah, that's exciting. And how did you get started in biotech before now becoming a CEO at RecytoFacto?
0: <laughs> because I was a director of the Cell Therapy Center, so now automatically I had to be CEO. My boss was Dr. Honjo. He's Nobel Prize winner for PD-1 antibody. He's more like basic research. So they really asked me. To leave. <laughs> and I was a director of the, this uh, site therapy center. They, are, they automatically, I have to take care of the people. So hundred people were transferred to the uh, site of factor as it is. And we succeed all project and facility activity as it is. So that's the reason why I become a CEO. It is not my intention. We have to do that. <laughs> so let's
1: talk about the latest advances and the cutting-edge research in the area? Because you've been a long time in the industry and you know a lot about induced pluripotent stem cell-based cell therapy.
0: We used to work in some kind of regenerative medicine or using IPS and MSC the therapy. But I think CAR-T is the new area, new application for this one. And it's really linking with cancer therapy, immunotherapy, and gene editing, everything in it. And also the big pharma was also the join this kind of the field. Therefore, it is important to push forward to this CAR T or therapy. Ex vivo. The cell therapy is the direction to go. That is my idea.
1: And what is your vision of the cell therapy industry?
0: Yes, the cell therapy industry is now growing and I have to say very immature and not like any drug therapy, something like that. Therefore, we do need some participation. And uh, not for the horizontal relationship. We do need some hospital, pharma, and CMO, the CDMO uh, should share data together. Uh, in order to share the data, we have to be digitized of the information we have. We have to be linked with the supply as well. So I think it's a new type of the modality to participating of this industry. It's not like biologic, not like small compounds. So, therefore, we have many room to activate push-forwarding of the cell therapy in this sense.
1: So, there's still a lot of innovation coming ahead, right?
0: We are working very closely about the QBD-based approaches because, as you mentioned, that QBD was very famous in you know, something 22 or something 20 years ago. But the FDA was advocating about using QBD, this type of the approach. But it's not happened <laughs> because you are working with the chemical and rocket, you don't need any quality by design. It was designed as it is. You don't need to connect it with manufacturing to the QC data. You can do it at the end of the day just bind it. That is okay. So therefore, I think as long as you like a material, you don't need any QBD. But if you're handling with living stuff, living thing, you need some kind of more monitoring, sensing to describe what you're doing. And also, you have to combine the process to the QC data together. For example, so if you couch your T-cell, and one day you don't get any T-cell percentage, you have to be expand another one day. Therefore, the QC and the manufacturing should be linked together and also should link with inventory as well. So all of the information to get together. Otherwise, you can do any kind of the system for this one. So robot it's one of the things that we can do that, but Lobot is not clever. Robot do the mimicking, of what are you doing about it, and They have no intention to do that. Therefore, the end of the day, the checking all of the quality, we call the verification at the end of the day for every shipment. That will really block industrializations. But we have to be guaranteed while you're in manufacturing. Okay, this is the system, and this is the protocol, this is a parameter, this is control value, as long as you have to get the result on the documentation, you can maybe verify the quality during the manufacturing side. QBD approach should be needed as long as you are going to handling with living stuff. It's a time has changed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. QBD is essential. And before moving into the nitty-gritty the details of QBG, I'm curious, Shin, about the general manufacturing challenges because we have great therapies but the cost is still extremely high and we have huge challenges. So what are the biggest challenges and how can we overcome these challenges?
0: Big challenges come from many of the less information mini many FTE labor costs, something like 40 to 50% of the manufacturing site. We know about during the experience of the CMO businesses. But if you introduce some automation with QBD, with documentation, well really. It saves the time and money for this one. Because when you're going to making some cutie, we need a pile of paper, more than thousand of paper for one batches. And we have to hire two QA to verify, to check in about any mistake. But they still made a mistake. So because high cost, many papers, and still made a mistake, and kappa that really has another FTE needed. Therefore, by introducing automation and the digitalization really saves time and accuracy. And also visualize what you're doing. It is very important to figure out what kind of mistake, what kind of loss of the process. You can improve the process itself. And by linking with a kind of inventory supply chain, you will choose the most best scenario, best case of raw material, and should be keep back to the supply chain. That really improve the quality of the raw material as well. And if you link the clinical data on the hospital, you can find out what's more important parameter to make a new drug. And in this case, that is the kind of thing we have many room to improve. But you have to be clever. You have to understand. You have to be introduce some more new identity, new idea, as a QBD digitalization automation should be get together. It's not separate concept.
1: And something we focus on a lot on the Smart Biotech Scientist podcast is the commercialization, so the scale up. We need to deliver more therapies. And you alluded to it already a bit, but what are the key things we can apply to make a process scalable and especially more important to produce it in a robust way at large scale?
0: So it depends on ourogenic and neurogenic is a different story, but in any case of theogenic we may have more Monitoring and verify the quality by sensing. that is a QBD approach. really visualize the loss, visualize the point to improve. So that is the kind of thing we can introduce for the cost down of the price at the end of the day. And also it is very important to link the information by the crowd about facility information as well. So you can be optimized the time to change the facility or maintenance plan. It's a course for the uh, manufacturing course as well. So you should combine all of the information together. But then the conventionality, we have the many software to link in together. It's like a one to one kind of the connection. You like a home to home telephone. Crowd type is something like the email. You send the mail to in the crowd system. You can get some integrated information in it. You can just get all to attribute you need it. That kind of information should be integrated from the beginning. Therefore, we should have more new type of the software to integrate it, to be the type of the new eras. There are many room to do it. That's the thing that we are having a very bright future in it. But uh, this is a lesson from working as a global farmer. When you're working as a global farmer, there are many sites around the world. So this is the U.S., this is the Europe, this is the Japan. So there are the compared to the date every month. Checking about the how can we standardize the globalization, how you stupid thing, what kind of mistake we made. So really pushing down the cost down, cost down, cost down, but really enforce me and know that cost down, we do doing the innovation. Innovation also did another cost down and the kind of the voice to deliver it, to linking with the farmer as a kind of the partner, not just mass and slave. Therefore, we have to work with the global farmers. That's a very important thing.
1: As we move towards the QBD, the details of the QBD, and you briefly mentioned it already that the industry, especially the biologic industry, has still not fully adopted QBD or is very slow, at least to be fair. Can you tell us, especially also to those listeners who might be critical about QBD, why is a QBD-based cell manufacturing actually necessary? And how does this assure quality in the manufacturing process?
0: Biologics and also the chemical, small compound, it's a material, final product. But the cell therapy, final product, living thing. We can't kill the cell. <laughs> Therefore, we have to have more more information, more environment information, what kind of cultural information to make it's good quality. Therefore, the more sensing technology, more indirect information may need it to constitute the quality of a thing. Therefore, we can't directly check in about the quality by the product. We have to be checking the quality by indirect by sensing. We have to need more like a QBD approach eh, for manufacturing the living thing, like uh, vegetable, fishes, and cell. Sensing technology was not catch up until recently. Therefore, QBD was just the word. But recently, and advancement of the sensing technology really catch up about QBD basis. Therefore, we have to apply new technology to just indirectly to visualize what you do as an image. We have to make as a design. That's a chemical compound you can make as a design without any effort because it's very easy to control. For the living thing, you have to be carefully. You have to have an idea what is the QTPP, CQA, CPP. You have set up the process parameter. You have to cut off the design space. Then you will verify sensing, okay, this is in the parameter but in accordance with the QBD within the in their control design. Then we can verify in the time wise and for kind of the long kind of culture period, okay, we don't need the verification at the end of the day. This is the decentralized record for the verification of the thing it's okay. You need some minimized testing for the slide test, something like that, and lead it to shipping about this. It's a new type of modality may need it. That's the reason why QBD is needed for living thing.
1: And what are the specific quality requirements for mass culture of stem cells?
0: Depend on the IPS, MSC, and CAR-T is different In case of the an IPSC, the mass culture and IPSC has the QTPP. The quality target product profile should be something like a span, self-linear potential. At the same time, they have the ability to differentiate. But it is easy to verify it is also expanding as immature state. But it is very difficult to figure out do they have any differentiability of that. But the most important and the future of IPSC has ability to differentiate. Because nobody use as it is. Would differentiate more important than the future of the IPSC. But in order to address IPS and differentiation, we have to be care about the metabolome of the cell. A cell should be glycolytic not OXPOS, not activate mitochondria. Mitochondrial activation means getting all, restarting differentiation spontaneously. Therefore, to minimize the activation of the mitochondria and accelerate activation of the glycolytic pathway and tryptophan pathway. So like a Warbrook effect, it's a very important effect for that. Therefore, in order to verify that, we have to be checking about the metabolome and we buy the LC mass. And they are eating the sugar and secret lactose and they eat the tryptophan, secret the kinodin, not still secreting too hardened an adipine, and not activate mitochondria by checking the electron membrane. That's the kind of process parameter we have for the mass culture in the process monitoring. That's the reason why we we'll got this one. For MSC is also the getting off your culture longer. So you have many culture, or if you longer period of culture, but they have no pharmaceutical effect. But you have to be verified this fish by the target population. So therefore, in the target population, they have maintained cell as cell for renewal as a whole of the culture system. Therefore, we have measured the mitochondria as well. And if the cell was getting old, mitochondria fuse together, make a very long. There's something that kind of sign of the aging. So the signs of mitochondria and the membrane atrial and metabolome to use to maintain some redox system, that is thing we have a parameter to maintain as a stem cell. That is a thing. And the t is also the very important to be more young because the car is a very important a therapy within effective in the two months. But most important should be prevent recurrence at six months later. Therefore, CAR should be very young, survive longer in the patient. You should have some kind of the marker with more younger and not exhausted marker like a PD1. They have so very young and the CCR4 and the CD28 and 27 and the CD26L, something like a marker and metabolome and mitochondria was not activated all. So this kind of the parameter to manufacturing thing. So we do need sensing
1: to qualify the quality. Hey, smart biotech scientists. I hope you've gotten as much value out of our conversation with Shin Kawamata as I have. Shin Kawamata is the CEO of Cytofacto Inc. in Kobe, Japan. And then the second part of our conversation, we're going to talk about digitization how digitization will make a difference in cell manufacturing and what the benefits are. And also we're going to look at networks and how we can leverage networks to drive down costs and make the whole manufacturing and development much more efficient. So stay tuned for part two. smart biotech scientists, I encourage you to take advantage of Shin Kavamata's offer for training. So do use the links in the show notes below. And if you want to unlock your full potential of your cell and gene therapy skills, I have great news for you because it's time to take your expertise to the next level. Professor Steve O and myself are crafting an exclusive training program that will ignite your knowledge and propel you towards excellence in cell and gene therapy. So if you're tuning in right at the release of this episode, can you spare just five minutes to share your training needs with us? Because your valuable insights hold the key to shaping the future of this field. And here's the exciting part be one of the first responders of our survey and receive a free one-hour assessment of your organization's training requirements. It's a whooping $3,000 value. So if you want to join that, if you want to do that, reach out to me. You will find the information right below in the show notes. And if you're tuning in later, several months after the release of this episode, do also reach out to me because we will already have developed this comprehensive training program in cell and gene therapy. So do reach out to me so I can give you all the information so that you can unlock the full potential of your cell and gene therapy skills. All right, smart scientists, that's all for today on the Smart Biotech Scientist podcast. Thank you for tuning in and joining us on your journey to bioprocess mastery. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. By doing so, we can empower more scientists like you. For additional bioprocessing tips, visit us at smartbiotechscientist.com. Stay tuned for more inspiring biotech insights in our next episode. Until then, let's continue
0: to smarten up biotech.